Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope. We're back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever it is, whatever y'all are doing today. And I appreciate y'all joining me for a little while, as always. I know that y'all have other things that you could be doing, so thank you for spending a little time here with me. And for those of y'all, again, that continue to share the podcast and to help it grow as it is, I'm extremely grateful and and humbled by that. So thank y'all very much. We're going to take one of our little walks. A little breezy today, so hopefully that doesn't hinder y'all from hearing me too much, although some of y'all may wish that it did. Got a couple dogs so far on the walk. Had quite a few birds earlier, but they seem to abandon us now. Nobody else so far, so we'll see how it goes. We're going to talk a little bit, probably for the next couple podcasts, on Christopher Columbus. And I'm going to try, if it goes according to plan, which y'all know by now it rarely does, but if it goes according to plan, I'm going to try and talk a little bit about, I think, two sides of the same coin. We're going to talk a little bit about, in this first episode, what drove Christopher Columbus and kind of his goals and aspirations. And in the second episode, probably we're going to talk a little bit about his and the king and queens of Spain, their attitude toward the natives and a little bit of his interaction with the natives. And folks, the amount of information out there on Christopher Columbus is overwhelming. I'm not even going to pretend to try and cover every single thing about him. So, A, don't think that. This is not exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. And B... Please don't think that I'm trying to make Columbus out to be some perfect hero, uh, because I'm not. He was definitely a, a man and fallible at that, and there are some things that he did that were not upstanding, to say the least. But there has been a concerted effort over the last probably 50 to 60 years, particularly in education, to paint Columbus as a marauder or, as someone I was speaking to recently said, a pirate, as somebody that was only out for gold and greed and power and what he could get, who was ruthless toward the natives, purposefully, killing, raping, enslaving them. And and so there's been this push across the country to completely wipe away and belittle Columbus's contributions. That ignores facts. That ignores history. That's simply not true. Because it pretends on the one hand that Columbus is wholly evil. It pretends, on the other hand, that the natives and the indigenous people were wholly good. And that doesn't even begin to get to the fact that although other people certainly lived in the New World, as it came to be called, 
and other Europeans had been to the New World, Christopher Columbus was the man who brought the New World and the Old World together. If it was not for him, the vast, vast majority of us would not be here today. And you can make that argument for people who are descended from European ancestry, from African, from Asian, from Australia, from... You can make that argument just about almost everybody here in the United States. Even the natives, folks, would not look the way they look today. So to pretend that he was evil isn't accurate historically. To pretend the natives were completely good isn't accurate at all historically, folks. And we'll talk about that quite a bit in the second episode. And to pretend that Columbus's contributions weren't absolutely... I don't even know the word big enough to explain how much that changed the entire world. And it kind of goes hand in hand, folks, with this modern myth that has been created that America is evil. That's really how these go together, right? Because if you can pretend that America is evil then you can pretend that Columbus is evil for having kind of spearheaded that and allowed the creation of America, of the United States and other countries here. And maybe the reverse is really the way you should say it. If you can pretend that Columbus was completely evil, then it kind of gives you support for saying that now the United States in particular is systemically evil and racist from the very beginning. And that's exactly what we see with some of these pushes. Uh, my brain escapes me right now, which I know y'all realize happens so often, but the, I believe it's the 1619 project that's being pushed in education in a lot of places across the country right now. And what that does is it really tries to make America out to be systemically racist and oppressive and evil, which as we've talked about on this podcast a number of times is simply not the case. The foundational principles of America are completely the opposite of that. So so we're going to talk a little bit today. We're going to go through some quotes about Columbus, by Columbus, about other people talking about Columbus. And we'll just see how far we get today. And then we'll pick it up again in that next episode in a couple days. So... If you don't know, Christopher Columbus uh, from was born 1451, lived to 1506, and spent about seven years trying to convince uh, Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand to pay for this voyage because he believed that he could sell west and reach the Indies. They were looking for a different route to get to the Indies, right, to get to basically China uh, to kind of alleviate having to go around Africa or across all that land. And so Columbus set sail on August 3rd, 1492. And after the longest voyage ever made out of sight of land up until that point, discovered the new world on October the 12th, 1492. 
And so in one of his books, uh, the Book of Prophecies is how you translate it. This is, this is from Columbus. At a very early age, I began to sail upon the ocean. For more than 40 years, I have sailed everywhere that people go. I prayed to the most merciful Lord about my heart's great desire, and he gave me the spirit and the intelligence for the task. Seafaring, astronomy, geometry, arithmetic, skill in drafting spherical maps and placing correctly the cities, rivers, mountains, and ports. I also studied cosmology, history, chronology, and philosophy. It was the Lord who put it into my mind. I could feel his hand upon me. The fact that it would be possible to sail from here to the Indies. All who heard of my project rejected it with laughter and ridiculed me. There is no question that the inspiration was from the Holy Spirit because he comforted me with rays of marvelous illumination from the Holy Scriptures, a strong and clear testimony from the 44 books of the Old Testament, from the four Gospels and from the 23 epistles of the blessed apostles, encouraging me continually to press forward, and without ceasing for a moment, they now encourage me to make haste. Our Lord Jesus desired to perform a very obvious miracle in the voyage to the Indies, to comfort me and the whole people of God. I spent seven years in the royal court discussing the matter with many persons of great reputation and wisdom in all the arts, and in the end they concluded that it was all foolishness, so they gave it up. A couple things here, folks. One, it cannot be overstated the the hurdles, that's not even really, that's not even close to a good enough word that Columbus had to deal with in getting this voyage, this expedition funded. I I dare say there are a few of us today who would spend seven years chasing almost any dream, uh, much less one this monumental, this daunting. I I compared it recently, and some of y'all will know this, to it would be like going into space today with no real idea that the planets were even out there. Just loading up and going out there and and hoping that you were going to hit something on the other side. I mean, it's that's such a bad analogy. It's I mean, it's a poor analogy, but that's about as close as I can get. And just from a Christian point of view, folks, and I know that some of y'all that listen are not, and, and that's, as I said, that's great. That's wonderful today that we have, have y'all here listening to the podcast, but it, to me, it, it stretches credence to assume that this voyage could have been put together without God and Jesus Christ involved, as Columbus obviously thought from his own writings, that he knew that their hand was in it. I mean, the idea that their hand wasn't in it, that this guy would just wake up one day and walk out the door and try and do this and then keep trying it for seven years when every single person seemed against him, seemed to ridicule him and laugh at him and condemn him as a complete lunatic. That, that's kind of, that's a big stretch, folks. That takes a lot more faith, I believe, than looking at this and going, yeah, somebody else bigger than Columbus was involved here. So I'm going to continue reading a little bit more. 
from that same book, different part of the book. But I am a most unworthy sinner, but I have cried out to the Lord for grace and mercy, and they have covered me completely. I have found the sweetest consolations since I made it my whole purpose to enjoy His marvelous presence. For the execution of the journey to the Indies, I did not make use of intelligence, mathematics, or maps. It is simply the fulfillment of what Isaiah had prophesied. All this is what I desire to write down for you in this book. No one should fear to undertake any task in the name of our Savior, if it is just, and if the intention is purely for His holy service. The working out of all things has been assigned to each person by our Lord. But it all happens according to his sovereign will, even though he gives advice. A couple things here, folks. One, and you're going to see this the more quotes I read. Columbus consistently in his own writing turns back to God and Jesus Christ as the source of his encouragement, his strength, uh, his support. Because he goes through a number of trials from... 92 when he discovers America until his death in 1506 folks these years are really a brutal struggle for him off and on and so to think that he kept pushing simply out of greed for gold and power that's cynical past the point of really uh, that's just not sane right you're looking at somebody and and assuming that every single motivation they had was out of evil and greed. And of course, there are some people like that today, but most of those people are cowards at heart for the most part and pretty weak. And when they run into trouble, typically they fold. And yet he kept going year after year after year. I mean, seven years before he even got to the voyage. And then the next, what, 14 years, just through trial after trial after trial, and this is where he turned, was God and Jesus Christ in Scripture. And if you know anything about the Bible, you know, especially the New Testament, Jesus teaches us to care for the poor and needy, the widow and the orphan. So to read that consistently and claim that that's the source of your support and encouragement and sustenance throughout your trials, and then assume that that same person is wholly evil when the actions don't line up with that that just doesn't make any sense folks alright so we'll keep going here a little bit I'm going to throw in a quote by a quote or two by Isabella and I guess this is about the end of this episode so I'm going to end with this one it is hoped that by God's assistance some of the continents and islands in the ocean will be discovered for the glory of God This was part of Isabella and Ferdinand's commission to Columbus. And so we'll talk some more about it. I may, folks, just stretch out. I know that, you know, obviously this is Columbus Day. But I think what we'll do is we'll we'll probably do one more episode on Wednesday and then another one on Friday about Columbus. Just because there is so much misinformation out there about this man today. And there's such a concerted effort to erase him from history in the hope that we can then erase the United States and any good contribution, which is monumental in itself, that the United States has made. And we've got to start to push back, as I say in this podcast constantly, if we're going to turn this country around, 
it's got to be through education and culture. The ballot box just isn't working. And that doesn't mean we don't go to the ballot box, but that means that we've got to make sure that we have a, first of all, a moral and religious people, which means a, a people that follow the teachings of Christ as our founders have acknowledged and, and all of our great leaders have acknowledged. And then we've got to have an educated people, which again, our founders acknowledged Benjamin Rush. We've talked about him a lot. And then that will affect the ballot box folks. Then that will affect the people we elect because then the people we elect will be a reflection of us as a good and moral people. Not perfect ever. Always going to have problems, folks, but we are far, far, we're so far from perfect right now, we can't even see it. And the reason we can't is because we've gotten rid of God and Jesus Christ, who are the only examples of perfection. And we've started to follow men and trust in them more than God and Jesus Christ, which is the exact opposite of what our founders intended. All right, so I appreciate y'all sticking with me. We will come back to this in a couple days and then again hope y'all have a wonderful glorious whatever is left of your day wherever you are thank y'all again so much for spending a little time with me here and i don't end with this always as i as i did for a while i need to get back to it whatever your sphere of influence is folks uh whether you are whatever your profession is wherever you 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 know stay-at-home mom or or profession out in the workplace, CEO, plumber, electrician, teacher, lawyer, coach, whatever it is, even even if you're not, if you're younger than that, folks, you have a sphere of influence, and you get to choose whether to spread the truth, whether to spread kindness and compassion and honesty, or whether to do the opposite. So choose to spread the truth, because every single little bit of light that we can spread out there helps push back the darkness. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless y'all. God bless America. We will talk to y'all again real soon.